You're listening to the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast, the show that blends science and heart to bring you evidence-based tips and tricks for cultivating a healthy, wealthy, and meaningful life. Now, here's your host, therapist, yogi, and fellow full-life balancer, Dr. Caitlin Harkis. Hi there. Welcome to the final episode of Season 2, Wisdom for Wellbeing. It's pretty incredible to think that we are here. So it's episode number 20 in Season 2, but of course that means that we are well beyond Season 1 as well. It's hard to believe that earlier this year, in January 2020, I started this podcast not knowing the year that was coming ahead. What was motivating me was the desire to share more information, more wisdom around well-being, recognizing that evidence-based information is sometimes hard to come by in favor of information that might sound supportive and helpful, but doesn't necessarily always have the underlying evidence or the efficacy that warrants our investment of resources, whether it's our time, our finances, you know, our emotional energy. So that was the intention. And long behold, you know, this is such an unprecedented year where mental health in particular is something that has become more focused in conversation given the struggles that have come with isolation and the lockdowns that we have all experienced in differing degrees. So I'm really happy that this podcast was able to provide some information, some wisdom, a resource to those of you who have been listening along. And of course, alongside, you know, a global pandemic, we started to hear more and more about the systemic racism that is plaguing our nations, something that was, of course, experienced before it became so topical with the Black Lives Movement and the murder of George Floyd. But something that I think got brought to light, and I think this is hugely important, something that we can continue to highlight and have conversations around so that we can shift our cultures, our community, and our futures so that our children can live in a world where there is equity among all individuals, you know, all of us born onto this planet, all of us human beings. And what I was actually going to do in this final episode of the season was offer a bit of a summary of the episodes for the season. So those of you who've listened through the episodes might just have your memory jogged. And if you haven't heard some of these episodes, if they resonate with where you're at right now, then hopefully this will be a bit of a guided prompt as to getting back there and really connecting in with the episode. So speaking of racism, we've had a number of episodes that have actually really elegantly addressed this. So Aaron Matthews started off season one explaining how exactly we can understand white fragility and how we can have courageous conversations, you know, discussions around race, racism, systemic racism, even though they can be uncomfortable and often, unfortunately, have been for years easily avoided. She also talks through how we can develop true empathy. And I think this is a really, really important concept as well. We have to do the work to understand what is going on, to examine our own racism, our own internal biases, so that we can act in an anti-racist manner. 
Dr. Ebony Butler in episode nine then talks about these amazing therapy cards, the my therapy cards, which are bringing healing for black women outside of the therapy room itself. And in that episode, Dr. Ebony shares fantastically around the trauma that is inflicted through one's experience of race in, you know, racist societies. And I think that that's a really powerful powerful episode to listen to, to gain an understanding of her journey and her professional perspective on this topic. Of course, then we know that racism isn't something that we just experience once we reach a certain age. You know, an understanding of race is something that all of us experience from a very, very early age. And Dr. Anne Louise, in episode number 18, she talks to us around how we actually talk to our kids about race, and particularly how we talk to our highly sensitive children about race which is really, really important to do as she identifies from an early age because we do start noticing race observing race from from very young ages, you know, two, three years old. And this really stands in contrast to this concept of being colorblind. It's not it's not reality. The reality is that kids experience race and it's really important that we provide positive opportunities and positive role modeling of individuals from all race. You know, understanding our own race is something that Dr. Anne Louise talks to as well, being understanding and proud of our own history so that we can share that pride in all of the different cultures, histories that different people in our lives, in our communities, in our nations, in our world you know, have. So I think that that's a really beautiful conversation as well. Speaking of relationships and parenting, Dr. Jenny Rosier in episode number two talks us through the who does more war, how we manage the chore dynamic, the energy dynamic in our relationships in a way that is helpful and healthful and actually serves to maintain that connection with these with this person that we've we've chosen to spend our lives with and to raise children with. I think that's a really funny episode. You'll see uh, Jenny's humor coming out in various forms, both in the episode and, of course, if you pick up her book, The Who Does More War, you'll see it even more so there. And then in episode five, we talk through the new mother's journey, you know, the challenges that that come with motherhood and different ways to manage this and to reach out for support. So that's a really resource-rich episode in terms of guiding the listener to reach out to different avenues of support and offering a framework for how we connect with these new little people that come into our care that I think all of us having gone through the journey of motherhood would have great empathy for the fact that it doesn't it doesn't come with a manual and everyone is offering various opinions and it can be quite a difficult time as much as it is also incredibly beautiful of course parenthood is something that many people you know struggle with and in episode number 4 Justine Spencer talks wonderfully and openly about her own fertility journey. 
And there she also shares, you know, conversation around values and self-care, which is something that is so important to all of us when we are going through tough times, fertility or otherwise. And I think that's a really, really powerful episode that coming up to the end of the year might be really useful in terms of starting to sit back. And she talks even about a um, vision board in there, starting to sit back and think, what are my values? What are the things that I'm hoping for going forward into this new year. And understanding ourselves, you know, is something that is huge in in all of our journeys. And episode 17 with Dr. Louise McHugh is fantastic in talking through an understanding of this I and I being almost in quotation marks, you know, who you are, who I am changes. There are different versions of ourselves and understanding this ebb and flow and this experience can help support us in what she terms healthy selfing. I think it is just a fantastic episode in terms of giving us a flexible framework to understand ourselves. Ourselves, of course, you know, may not always be the most kind and compassionate towards ourselves, and sometimes we can engage in self-sabotage. This is this is quite a normal experience as well. So there I would direct you to episode number 19 with Dr. Rebecca Ray, where she talks through how we can actually work through self-sabotage and cultivate self-kindness. Self-kindness being something, you know, if we can, if we can kind of tap into this concept of an inner child, like a little person, how you might want to treat little you can be really, really helpful. And I think understanding the evolutionary base of a lot of our, you know, perhaps seemingly less helpful behaviors can offer up a real dose of kindness and compassion. And Dr. Kelly Wilson in episodes number six and seven, talk about how you can connect to your inner child and the evolutionarily that pardon me the evolutionary influence of different behaviors that we might be engaging in that have long served as survival responses that may now actually not be as helpful as they had historically been he talks through this concept of first medicine, you know, that really in order to cultivate well-being, wellness in our lives, there are a number of different areas that we need to address from what we are putting into our systems to our social circles. And I think he just does such a a really heartfelt and beautiful job of bringing us listeners on the journey of understanding with him. It's something that he's obviously so not only educated in, but passionate about and lived. And I think that's really, really beautiful. It pairs really well with Dr. Tom Nimi's episode number eight, where he talks about well-being and, you know, this concept of apples for your mind. What are the things that you need to be doing to ensure that you are moving towards optimal mental health? And he talks about it as being on a continuum, something where you can sort of move up or slide down depending on different behaviors and he provides some really practical strategies so no doubt you'll walk away from the episode actually applying some some tools towards cultivating well-being in your mind 
And something that, you know, we've highlighted a few times here that is important is what we're putting into our systems. And episode number 12 with Ben Warren, clinical nutritionist, actually provides the perfect framework to really understand how we put our systems in an optimal state and he describes the link between gut health and well-being something that you have no doubt heard of but it's really useful to have his steps in how we cultivate good gut health and supplement well to put our bodies in optimal state and he he talks a lot about you know getting good quality nutrients as well for instance where we can eating organic fruits and vegetables And he actually lives on an acreage, which I was thinking is really interesting as well, because we also hear in episode number 13 from Leah Haig on the importance of nature for well-being and healing, which is backed by episode number 13 with Dr. Laura Conver, where she talks about the science underpinning this and how the earth actually offers us grounding, almost like this recharge station. If we think like we plug our phone in to recharge, that there's a similar effect that happens cellularly in our bodies when we do connect with the earth. So I think it's really interesting to keep in mind that what's going on in our minds, what we're putting into our systems is important, but so is where we are spending our time and how we are connecting with, you know, nature of which we are a part of. And in this connection, you know, framework, we talk about embodiedness and mindful movement and different health practices that come with this. And I think a great place to start in understanding what it means to be embodied and that wisdom is with episode number 13. Manuela O'Connell talks through actually moving out of your mind and into the embodied wisdom of your body, starting to check in with how feeling, how different experiences you have influence you at a physical level and the wisdom that's unearthed there. Along with this, Dr. Kathy Overeem in episode number 11 talks about connecting yoga, psychology, and neuroscience. So how a physical mindful movement practice like yoga does link to psychology and neuroscience. And she actually starts to explore a little bit trauma and mental health in this episode. This then leads in beautifully to episode number 14 with Dr. Lauren Tober, where she talks about the practice of mental health aware yoga and the importance of cultivating a practice, finding a place to practice that is mental health aware if you are turning to yoga in a time of psychological distress, which actually the vast majority of us who start a yoga practice are in fact turning to yoga as a way of regulating some of the emotional challenges that we're experiencing. And in episode um, number 18, I talk about how how yoga actually affects you at a cellular level. So the biopsychophysiology of this practice, coupled with some of the epigenetic changes that actually happen. This is an area where I've done a lot of research. My PhD was actually looking at the effects of a yoga practice on stress reduction for individuals who were experiencing high levels of stress and psychological distress. So that means symptoms 
of anxiety and depression. And if this is an area you're interested in, you know, if that episode resonates with you or just hearing about it now, register your interest at drcaitlin.com forward slash yoga brain as I'm going to be putting out a course in the new year that will offer further information around how we can use yoga coupled with psychological principles to cultivate and support well-being in our minds as well as our physical bodies. You'll also hear about this if you're on the mailing list. So just going to drcaitlin.com and signing up for the weekly newsletter and, and that will keep you in the loop as well. Of course, one of the major principles of yoga, you know, is, is breathing. And in episode 10, I talk you through breathing basics and a basic understanding essentially of how breath influences emotional well-being and has a physiological effect on the body really moving into a state of parasympathetic nervous system activity. So that means the rest and digest response or the relaxation response. Given that we are breathing all the time, if we can better use our breath to serve ourselves, to serve our health and our emotional well-being, why not, right? It's always there. It's always with us. So I hope that this has been a useful summary. I understand that if you're listening to this while you're driving or even walking or running or whatever you may be doing during the dishes, it's hard to take note of all of these episodes. But of course, if you head to drcaitlin.com, you'll see all of the episodes listed there. And I've also put together a little handout that just describes a basic grouping and overview of these episodes as I've described today. Day, and you can get it at drcaitlin.com forward slash season two summary. Thank you so much to everyone that has helped make this season and the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast generally a success. To you listeners, your ears tuning in and absorbing this wisdom here really makes the time and energy that goes into creating this podcast meaningful. You know, it truly warms my heart when I see the episodes downloaded time and time again. And when I get emails and feedback from you about the show, it really motivates me to show up and to keep to keep this podcast going and moving because I do believe that as we make change in our lives, that has such a huge effect, not only on ourselves, but on our families, our communities, and really the world we're moving forward into. I will be taking all of your feedback into consideration as I'm planning season three. And if there is anything that you're thinking of now that you think might be interesting or any tips, ideas, feel free to email them through hello at drcaitlin.com. And in particular, I also want to acknowledge the wonderful episode ideas of Dr. Grant Drew, who has actually made contact for me with many of the brilliant minds that have showed up on Wisdom for Wellbeing. So thank you very much. And to my brilliant partner and wonderful editor, Rob, who has put in some late nights getting these episodes together and ensuring that the sound quality is optimal and that there's a flow to the episodes. So thank you very much, Rob. 
And of course, you know, I've had some amazing assistance with practical matters and resource creation from two beautifully detailed orientated minds, Rose and Chelsea, whose support has allowed me to continue the capacity to practice the wisdom contained in these episodes, contained in this series in my own life. You know, because of the support, I've had the space needed to engage in the other wonderful activities that make my life full. So I hope that that also shares with you and maybe plants a seed of thought in your own mind around different perceptions that our society perpetuates around doing it all. You know, I truly believe that we need each other and that it's these ebbs and these flows and these balances. And that is partly why wisdom for well-being has been structured in a season-like manner from the beginning. Seasons are really useful for marking different flows in our lives. You know, maybe we slow down a little bit more in winter and come out a little bit more in summer and kind of go with the flow in that way. And I think these down periods between the seasons offer me a really nice opportunity to plan and to generate going forward. And I hope for you, it's a nice opportunity also to slow down, to catch up on any episodes that you've missed or re-listen to anything that might be of value or follow up further or check out some of the other amazing podcasts that exist out in the world allowing us to move forward to wellness and to our potentials to move forward in thriving so with that i wish you and yours well and i will be in touch with some season three promos perhaps a bonus episode or two along the way and of course i'll share more information on the yoga and therapy tools course that i'll be offering virtually in the new year so wishing you well i'll see you soon bye for now Thanks for joining us this week on the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast. Please visit drcaitlin.com to connect, find show notes, other episodes, and to subscribe. While you're at it, if you find value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating or perhaps simply tell a friend about the show. Wisdom for Wellbeing is not a substitute for professional, individualized mental health treatment. If you are in crisis, please contact 000, your local emergency number if you are outside of Australia, or attend your local hospital ED.